welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hi, and welcome back to your favorite podcast all about horror movies and a couple that likes them. Uh, my name is Cindy. I'm Josh, and I got you to admit that you like horror movies. Well, I tolerate them. <laughs> They're getting better. We'll see. I don't know if I'm just... My, my hard share, my hard shell is, is thinning down or if I'm actually liking these for real. We'll have to see. Well, let's see after today Uh-oh. when we talk about David Cronenberg's Rabbit. <sighs> so each month we pick a theme and we watch movies and dissect them. This month, have you figured out a name for it? You mean for something February? better than February? Fucking? February's fuck, <laughs> February's fuck movies. So we're doing, um, I'm going to call this venereal horror. So there you go. I don't like that. So it's it's horror movies that are tied to coitus or Kay. fucking. Okay. Okay. Yay. Yay. <laughs> and like I said, what better way than to start the month with a the Cronenberg of venereal horror, David yeah. Cronenberg. <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't I don't know. I feel like we're Cronenberg movies that were not picked to be venereal horror were venereal horror for me. <laughs> so and hence why he's the king. Yeah. Of okay. horror. Um, yeah, we've, we've done a whole month of just Cronenberg. So we're fastly running out of Cronenberg films. This is one okay. of the last one uh, horror wise that we've yet to cover. Uh, and it's rapid, which was released April 8th, 1977. 77. The same year as Star Wars and Smokey and the Bandit. <laughs> Yay. Okay. Both about smuggling. Um, and what is this one going to be about? <laughs> I know you have to tell me later. You have to uh, guess. Oh, crap. Okay. Uh, this movie it's going to be is, Cronenberg, yeah. so it's going to be gross. Well, let's talk about 1977. Okay. Because other than Star Wars and Smokey and the Bandit. Okay. What else do you know? Uh, was Jimmy Carter president? Or is this yes, the Gerald he was Ford? sworn yeah. in in 77. There you go. You're welcome. Uh, I have a I really know. short list. That's all I've got. So uh, <laughs> That's all i got. Here's my list. It's the very gas short. crisis, I guess. Uh, the Legionnaire's disease was identified. Ooh, scary. Jimmy Carter was sworn in. Star Wars opened. And the Atari was released. Yay. So there you go. Uh, people that were born in 1977. Okay. Randy Moss, West Virginia mm. Zone. Uh, Michael Fassbender, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and Tom... Hardy. Uh, people that we lost that year were Peter Finch. Who's that? From Network Member. Oh, okay, yeah, I was yeah. mad as hell and I'm not going to think anymore. Yep. Joe Crawford, Elvis Presley, Groucho Marx, Charlie Chaplin, and wow. Harold Hawks. There you go. Here we Let's go. Let's dive into this movie because we have a lot to talk about with the star of the film. But okay. Before we get to that, we have talked about David Cronenberg before and... Um, we did a whole month of Cronenberg, exactly. if I remember correctly. Exactly. So, Rabbit is rated R. It's one hour and 31 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it's written and directed by David Cronenberg, who did The Fly. Uh, and, and movies we've covered already on this podcast by him include Shivers, yeah. The Brood, Scanners, yeah. Yeah, Videodrome. Yeah, yeah. Season two, y'all. Go ahead and just take a walk. Just go ahead. Uh, Dead Ringers, The Dead Zone. And if in case you're... In case you're keeping score at home, this movie falls between Shivers and the Brood. Okay. Well, in, let in me... its placement in the filmography. Okay. The movie was executive produced and music supervised by by Canadian legend and 
friend of David Cronenberg, Celine Dion, Ivan Reitman. Okay, I tried. Who would go on to direct Meatballs, Stripes, Ghostbusters, and Twins. Love Meatballs. (laughs) Okay. Basically, they had a moment where they were working together, and Ivan Reitman's like, I'm going to go to Hollywood and make movies because I got some comedy ideas. And David Cronenberg's like, I think I'm going to stay in Canada because my ideas are fucking insane. (laughs) Because America's not ready for them. (laughs) Um, Yeah. More, More about that on the back half of this episode. Okay. So this movie stars... Stars. Marilyn Chambers. Okay. Do you know who Marilyn Chambers is? In I know the name. Yeah. But familiarize me, uh, please. Marilyn Chambers was an American pornographic actress. Oh, okay. That's star a- of Behind the Green Door <laughs> and Insatiable. She was voted number six on the top 50 porn stars of all time list by AVN. Wow. Yeah. Um, she was the Ivory uh, Snow Girl for Procter & Gamble Soap. You know, 99 point, like, yeah. 9% pure or whatever. And they capitalized on that when she did porn. <laughs> and Parker Gamble fired her so oh, fast man. it would make your fucking head spin. I, yeah, I bet. Uh, she was also a singer, a okay. stage actress, author of sex positive books, a vice presidential candidate for the personal choice party in 2004 before dying at the age of 56 in 2009. Wow. Wow. Had what a, a life. hell of a life. Marilyn Chambers. Okay. Um, the only other wow. person I'm going to throw out is John Silver, or sorry, Joe Silver, who was plays Murray Cipher. He was Rollo Linsky in Shivers. I only brought him up because we talked about how insane his character name in Shivers yes. was. Rollo. Rollo. Linsky. Rollo. Heir to the Rollo fortune. Rollo. The grossest of all caramel candies. Yeah. Nobody likes those. Okay. <laughs> you remember when... Dairy Queen did a Rolo. Like, yeah, I don't think anybody. And then it went away real, real fast. fast. <laughs> it's like, here's some warm, semi-sweet chocolate. It tastes like it's been in your pocket. Mm. <laughs> mm, it's your grandpa's candy. Yuck. <laughs> I'll take that in the Werther's Blizzard, please. Yuck. All right. Have we come to the part of the podcast where you show me a poster and I try to tell what the movie is going to be a boot? Uh, nice usage of the Canadian. Thank about you. I tried. Movie is very Canadian. All right. Here we go. Here's the poster. All right. Oh, you, you can't trust your mother, your best friend, the neighbor next door. One minute they're perfectly normal. The next they're rabid. Pray it doesn't happen to you. There's like a, like a dead woman. It looks like she's in a freezer. So I'm going to say people, it, STD gives you rat, rat, rabies-like effects. No? So shivers? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that was what shivers was about, huh? Kind of, but you're not too kind of, it's hard to explain. Like, oh, okay, I'm glad we I, have a podcast where we talk all about it. If I explained the plot of this movie before we watched it, you'd be like, that's not, that's not this movie. That's fucking insane. And I'd be like, yeah. Okay. Like, remember when I told you? In Bride of Reanimator, they sewed bat wings onto a head and it flew oh, around. Yeah. And you're like, no, they don't. That's not a thing. You're making that shit up. And then it was a thing. That was a thing, guys. <laughs> is a thing. I think it forever is a thing. Okay. So there is a Scream Factory Blu-ray of this that is still in print. You can feel free to grab that if you don't have it. Um, it's not streaming anywhere for free. 
So I think you're going to have to rent this one off Amazon or I think the only place it's streaming is if you got this Scream Factory, Shout Factory, like channel through Amazon. Okay. Well, is that what you have? I've got the Blu-ray. Yeah. All right. Well, join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Something's happened to Rose. is as good a way of handling them as, as we have got. Rabid. David Cronenberg's what number movie was this in his lineup? Do you know? Um, this was pretty early on. His like later. second commercial feature. Yeah. He had the whole college career okay. of art films. <laughs> and then he did Shivers and then Shivers into Rabid. Ah. Rabid into See season one. Um The Brood. Also season one. Why didn't we do this? No, it was like last year. Was it last year, season three? Dang, they all kind of blur together after a bit. Uh, what? Why didn't we do this with those movies when we did the David Cronenberg month? I don't know. I think it's just kind of how it worked out. Okay. Is it? Is this I one mean, not as popular or was not as popular? No, this movie was fucking gigantic on its release. Um, it opened way bigger than Shivers. The much to the chagrin of um, the people in charge of Canada. <laughs> See, they've got a film board in Canada, right? And money gets allotted, and basically, they historically the Canadian film board would just give money to like people making nature documentaries, right. and then lose it because nature documentaries are not going to make their money back, right? So David Cronenberg convinced them, "Let me make a horror movie, and I'll make money." And it, he did; yeah. he made a lot of money. And then he did the he did it again, and uh, this. I believe 
I think with Shivers he did it, and then he was banned from doing it either with <laughs> this movie or Please with Shivers applying. because like film critics were like, "Hey, have you seen this trashy movie? Because you paid for it." Oh, that so, sucks. I remember we talked about that when we did the the month of Cronenberg, yeah, and now can't. he's uh, considered like high art. Yeah, so how the tables have turned, but. Well, I mean, a lot know, high art, but to yeah. fucking unpack with this movie. There's a lot with rabid. Um, so plot, what do you got? Um, an experimental procedure on a woman leads to a rabid like uh, disease uh, outbreak in amongst humans. And no? you left out the arm penis. <laughs> the host has an arm penis how could i forget that yeah so marilyn chambers uh gets in a motorcycle accident outside of a plastic surgery right? facility in the country and they fix her with an experimental procedure which turns her essentially into a vampire yeah that's a good right? word like, for it but she's got an arm dick that comes out of her <laughs> like um it comes armpit. out of her armpit, yeah. Yeah, and she stabs get... people and she drinks their blood. Yeah, it, it almost looks like the top of like a pilot pen. You know, like the pi- the pilot fine point pens are like, that are kind of clear kinda. on the end. <laughs> it kind of looks like that. And it shoots out of her armpit, so it looks like she's hugging them or fucking them, depending. And it creates an epidemic. Yes. Um, works its way into Montreal. Mm-hmm. And essentially she dies and gets picked up and thrown in the trash yes because there's so many dead bodies they're just the like the trash trucks are going out and just picking bring out your dead sort of a thing yeah but it's over because she was the only person that could spread it like that and it said people there was a vaccine a and she was like the typhoid mary which was hilarious the host people were like lining up for that vaccine (laughs) and no one was like no i'm not gonna stop my rights yeah um yeah, so she was like the Typhoid Mary. She was the super spreader. And once she's gone, like, you can't live with the disease for very long. Because they talk about you go into, like, a coma. Uh, yeah, you, and then you, you rage. And yeah. then you, you like, overexhaust yourself, I guess. Yeah. And you die. And we see that ha- that happen over and over again. Um, so what did you think about this COVID-19 movie? Well, movie? first, what did uh, the experts uh, behind IMTV's reviews say? Uh, they what is their it. summation? Is it better than mine? Uh, they have it as a young woman develops a taste for human blood after experimental plastic surgery, and her victims turn into bloodthirsty zombies, leading to a citywide epidemic. I was pretty close. We were very, We were similar. Uh, IMDb and I. I did like this movie. How many COVID-19 vibes did you get while watching this? <laughs> it was so weird to watch, knowing like what we went through and how people actually responded. Yeah. Like That was wild. To infect them, she just has to get close and hug them. I'll give them a hug with her Which armpits. is this thing a where thing. it operates on a couple different levels. Okay. So the idea of living through a pandemic where people breathing in your face can kill you. <sighs> yeah. Right. It's goddamn terrifying. Because it's your loved ones that mm-hmm. you flinch around, that you're like, I miss and I want to see, and you let your guard down, and that's how people get sick. Right. Right. Her best friend, for instance. Yeah. Like, people were killing those closest to them, i.e., um, the one of the leads whose wife eats their baby. Oh, that was so foul. <laughs> it, it. Well, I mean, they don't show it, but... Um, yeah, blood you, all over the changing table and is then, enough to. Yeah, and then in the like the bath water, and it was yeah, yeah, that was pretty bad. 
right? So thank it, you for pointing that out again. You're welcome. In case I there's, forgot it. There's a lot of like COVID vibes in this movie. A lot because of like it's an epidemic. Movie. Yeah, it's like a pandemic. There's it's spread by close contact. Yeah, I mean yeah. we we're living through this, Yay. so that's why it's interesting and it's it gives off that vibe. Yeah, and there's that's what's happening right fucking two now. Other things I noticed in regards to this movie thematically that I thought were really interesting because it plays like a documentary right now. Yeah, with what's going on, <laughs> it really did. Right, let someone yeah. get close to you and you will die. So the two things I noticed that I think are weird, interesting themes are is this is. A disease that starts in the country in a rural, very rural area and then works its way to a city and then explodes. Right. Right. And I think we're very much depending on what part of the country you're in and what your political affiliation is. You feel like mm-hmm. either mm-hmm. rural people are after me or urban people are after me. Right. Right. There's definitely that divide in our country right now. Okay. So I just, I was finding it interesting thinking about the idea of all these rural kind of some of them are portrayed as country pumpkins like the drunk <laughs> farmer yeah, right? oh, yeah and it just goes right through them right. on its way to the city yeah so it's like this horrible thing that starts in the country works its way into the city and then it just decimates everyone yep and that's exactly what happened yeah with, um, with COVID-19, coronavirus. The, the other thing... People get flagged for misinformation if we keep using that word. Right. Um, Facebook will kick us off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Uh, the other thing I think is really interesting is this movie has a lot of, in the same way Shivers does, mm-hmm. a lot of, like, sexual panic. Okay, what do you... Like, Shivers was literally a... I kind of wish we would have saved her for this month and did Rabbit back then, because Shivers is, like... A disease of fucking. Right. Like, legit, everyone's just fucking. This wasn't... I thought this was going to be because the first person she kills, mm-hmm. it looks like they are. But it's not. But and she does end up killing her best friend and other women. So that doesn't hold up either. She's constantly placed in moments where you're like, she's going to get raped. Or something bad's going to happen to her. Yeah. And she's the one doing the assaulting. Okay. Right? Like, she goes into the barn... That farmer comes in and he's like, oh, oh, let me see your titties. And he's like trying yeah. to like, eh? and she just kills him or like stabs him in the eyeball with her yeah. armpit her dick. Her armpit dick. And then she goes back, Rated gets, in, e gets into the hot tub with the lady, kills her. Right. Shoves her in the freezer. Then <laughs> that's what's on. That's the poster. The yeah. poster is not of the lead actress. It's just a really cool scene from the movie. Would... She basically just goes around and uses a dick appendage to assault men which is no because she does she gets women too at the end predominantly men though Uh, okay i mean especially when you see anytime she attacks a lady in this movie which is not as often you don't see the dick appendage okay you see the dick appendage when she attacks a man Okay. I, I did not pick up on any of those it plays, undertones. It plays into this really interesting, almost like how Alien does. The idea of like flipping the the tension of a sexual assault to the man. Oh, yeah. It did do that. Right? Yeah. Fair. I'll give you that one. Yeah. So it's men getting penetrated by something and then losing their sense <laughs> of self because dick. of it. An armpit dick. Which is kind of ridiculous. But this movie really fucking works. It was fun. There was a little bit where it lagged. Um, 
it's a 70s movie. But yeah, I mean, that's just pacing with that. Um, because of that, I do not think the teenagers of today would enjoy this movie at all. No. And this is not a, a, a movie for them. How do you, okay, how do you think Marilyn Chambers did? When he, oh, her acting was great. Yeah. Yeah, she was a phenomenal lead. Like, originally, I don't believe Carrie had come out. I think it would it was in the interim where when they started shooting, it was just coming out. Okay. So Cronenberg wanted Sissy Spacek. Oh, that would have been fun. And Ivan Reitman was like, what if we used a porn star that everyone knows because then everyone will see this movie? And he was right. <laughs> I mean. And I think she's really good in this movie, but I am curious to see what Sissy Spacek would have done with this movie. Ah. I wonder if she was ever even like offered it. Mm. If she knew that she was it sounds, considered for the role. Yeah. It sounds like Cronenberg was very much like, this is the person. And Ivan Reitman and the rest of the producers were like, this is not the person. This person is in one movie and we don't even know if it is good yet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I don't know. Um, yeah, it, it might, it might've been an entirely different movie, but I think um, she did fine. I think it was a great movie. Like I said, it lagged at times. I would not watch this with, uh, like I said, the teenagers wouldn't watch it. The 11 year old wouldn't watch it. Um, I don't think the, I think the, uh, 75 year old would have, it was too gory. She didn't like the, oh, geez. like, I, th- I feel like there'd be a lot of that. Yeah. Plus there's always anytime anything's remotely sexual, it's weird to watch it with your exactly. mom. So those are my ratings. Yeah. Um, I do want to mention, cause I'm, I talked about in the front half about how, Marilyn Chambers career was insane like yeah. she did everything do you remember the scene where the boyfriend is listening to music and he's working on the motorcycle that wrecked yes that's her song oh okay like so she, she was a singer too yeah she did a song called Benihana which was like a hit like not like a number one but like a hit yeah yeah it was a bop she did everything well that's pretty cool so well, welcome, welcome to the month of February. Okay, so the this is the type of, of movies we're gonna... horror. So it's essentially just going to be Cronenberg month again. No, it's going to get crazier from here on out. Okay, what are we watching next? Um, I promised this last year, and now it is time. For? Society. That's the name of the movie, Society. Society. Okie dokie. I am so fucking pumped to watch this movie because we're recording this in the past. Uh... This will come out the week leading into valentine's day because valentine's day is on a monday how romantic lucky me lucky me this is kind of our valentine's movie and it is society yay directed by brian usna who did bride of reanimator oh (laughs) all right well join us next week until then i'm um, josh and i'm cindy and i'm still his girlfriend yay